That's right. We didn't get a rose, but we're still here. I'm your host, Mike Carosa. With me, as always, my co-host. It's your boy, Chris Mejia. That's right. My boy. That's Chris right. We Mejia. back, baby. We are no longer in the clutches of the Bachelor Cinematic Universe. We are living a better life away from that franchise. Re- recapping something that is more unhinged. Yes. <laughs> reality TV. Truly. Shout out to the rom-com genre. A lot of classics. And we are starting off this new era, baby, <laughs> with a hot one, boy. You ain't ready for this shit, okay? We on some new shit right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let it. Let the clip out. Hello. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to turn right then. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new era where, uh, let me translate what Chris just said uh, with all that heat. Um, We're done with the Bachelor franchise as of now. Will we maybe revisit some? Uh, Sure. We're not closed off to it, but uh, we're making our own schedule and we're doing what we want to do, which Mm -hmm. is we're going to watch some romantic comedies and talk about it with some friends back again on the podcast making the debut of the new format of the podcast with quite a quite a pick one that i saw coming as a pick i was on the list of rom-coms that i thought okay well this is going to come up at some point and i'm looking forward to it i have no idea about anything about this movie and i can't wait to watch it and no boy did i ever watch it folks she's back Lindsay adams hiya Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Love the new format. Love that you guys watched. Yes. I love that you guys had to watch this movie for the first time, both of you. Yeah. And experience what was a a real coming of age movie for me. Just such a wild thing to say. I, I I'm right now, real quick, I'm gonna Google if this movie is in the Criterion collection because if it is, it needs Bruh. to be. <laughs> Wait, what? It's... We should introduce the movie. Lindsay picked this movie. Uh so we ask our we're we're gonna be asking our guests to pick a movie uh in the in this new uh era of we didn't get a rose. Hey, also getting a couple questions out of the way. No, we're not changing the name. Why? The theme song fucking rips, and we already have all the handles. What do we need to I change agree. a name for? Uh, we don't need to change a name. Uh, we'll change the email template that goes out to our guests, but that's about well, it. Because roses signify love. Yeah. And we're watching movies about love. And there we go. We are we uh we have not we are not receiving love from the people in the movie, so we're technically still not getting a rose. See, yep. it's all about how you spin it, baby. Yeah. yeah and that yeah, yeah, all yeah. that checks out. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna comment on it because um, because I don't have anything better to say. I think you're absolutely correct. You nailed it. I do. It. I do have something to say though, real quick. I do What's have that? something to say. <clears throat> oh, oh no! I do. I do. I do. There is I something before God. we get into it. Everything. Oh God! There is something. I think. There's oh some, no! There's a certain type of news that I need to share. Oh mother! Oh God! Swear to God! What's the word? What's the scoop? Now it's time for Bachelor News. Yeah, that's right. Even though we're not doing Bachelor anymore, I'm still going to annoy Mike with this stupid-ass <laughs> segment. 
Uh, just real quick, in Bachelor news, uh, the cast of The Golden Bachelor was announced, and one of the people in the cast, oh today, boy, Jerry, the old bachelor, is none other is it, isn't than it Gary? Matt James's mom. Gary and Matt James's mom. Uh, Mike, can you not interrupt me in my No, segment? I'm interrupting. I'm interrupting. You didn't say his name right. It's Gary. Well, he spells it like Jerry. Uh, I know, and that's stupid. Hey, look, I, I'll be the first one to call an old man stupid. But, like, it is his name, so we're going to call him Gary, because then people won't email me, like, why is your co-host not say the name? getting right? distracted. The point is, <laughs> Matt James' Yeah, what's mom, the point? The Matt James' mom is one of the cast members of the show. Which is insane. That is insane. That you watched your son go through all of the shit on the show, and you're like, I can do this. Um, and there's also not a woman to who mention, looks like she's Chris Jenner. Um, yo, there's a ton right? of people in like honestly, there's a show there that like if they spend most of the show just having them sit in a circle and talking shit, I'd be so down with that. A bunch of old ladies talking shit is great. Getting to see them be catty or like you know, well I never, you know, that's fun. I can dig that. See, that's I don't probably what I want. Why everyone thinks this is going to be wholesome and everyone's going to be nice because we have all have trauma that came from our moms. So like, I don't like who has it. That's why it's had... going to be so good, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we dipped mm -hmm. that at the wrong point, I think. But I don't. I don't want to. We'll see a play it. out. We'll see a play out, and then yeah. you know we'll, we might come back. But anyway, that's it. That's all I wanted to do. Matt James's mom is also one of the most terrifying women uh, in the Bachelor franchise to me. Cause she just shows up and you're like, ah, okay. You, are you good? Why are your eyes so open all the time? And uh, you're like, this is your mom and you love her dearly. And why does it look like she has given you like, it looks like her advice is always just like nefarious. Do you know what I mean? I don't trust well, no, her. Pat Patty James is her, her name and her hair looks like she just finished touching the electric ball at a, at a kid's museum. <laughs> She looks Very... like if she were like an animal, she'd be a bird with bad intentions. You know what I mean? Like if we were to Disneyfy her, she'd be like, uh, uh, um, all right. Well, the point is, we're talking about Never Been Kissed today, a movie from 1999. Yeah. Uh, uh, very of the era. We're not going to we're not going to deny that. But what I will well, say, holy shit. Can we just say the cast of this movie is a insane. real Who's who of people who have become big? Like literally, the first five minutes of this movie was me going, "Holy shit, it's so and so! Holy shit, it's yeah. so and so!" Like I yeah. knew Drew Barrymore was in it, and I knew David Arquette was in it. Who honestly mm -hmm. totally forgot a, that David Arquette was a person. Um, yeah, he's not really doing anything anymore, is he? No, he did the screamers. Um, but uh, yeah. So like, first off. Molly Shannon and young Molly Shannon. I haven't seen Molly Shannon this young before. So that was actually my brain couldn't comprehend her time it. on SNL. You don't you don't watch any of the old uh, SNL stuff. I've only seen like the big iconic sketches from the olden days. I haven't my really man. like I haven't I didn't watch it like religiously until I was like in late high school, early college. Sure. Sure. Uh, shout out to Jessica Alba. Yo, Jessica movie? Alba's in this movie. Octavia Spencer's in this movie. John C. Riley. Yep. Octavia Spencer. I almost C. shit Riley. my pants when I saw Octavia. Yeah. John C. Riley. Gary Marshall was funny to see. Uh, one of the McPoyle brothers is in this movie. Uh, from Always James Sunny. James Franco. 
Lily yep. sold me yes. James Frasio's first movie. <laughs> oh, this was his first movie? That's what it says wow. in IMDb trivia. Wow. Oh, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right, but if we're looking at IMDb trivia, which I am oh, currently. weird. James okay, Franco's I mean, film debut. Yeah. Never been kissed. His very first Whatever. movie. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, okay. So, okay. There's a lot to talk about in this movie. He was movie. in TV beforehand, but this was yeah. his first film, film debut. Huh. Now, let's also... um, Okay, so... Where to begin? It's also like a movie where, like, one of the guys, the the main love interest as we come to know him, just like, I've never seen him in anything else ever again. Um, And I'm oh, so grateful. Oh, I've seen him in plenty of stuff. Okay, please... Tell me more. He was on Alias yeah. for a while. Yeah, but I do. I was I an Alias guy? Like, eh, no, eh, no, thank you. No, Did but you... like he he was in the movie Monster in Law. He was in. I mean, like he was in the two thousands. He was like heartthrobby. Yeah, which I he was don't doing get. Romantic comedy. I genuinely yeah, he's do a not understand. Man. I know. No, he's got such a creepy face. Handsome ain't right. That's not what I would talk. I, there's no, no, you're way. projecting. You're excuse projecting. Me. Excuse you're, me. You're, Michael Vartan. He's his his face. He's fine. He's a he's a handsome man. He's, nah, he's, he's fine. Spooky. You know what? Maybe maybe it's the whole part about him being a literal pedophile in this fucking movie. That's, that's what I'm saying. Me. You're projecting. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I am projecting, but I'm looking at he a picture of him now Columbia and I just Anna? don't get it. Uh, the movie was Zoe Zaldana. Uh, he was in. Uh, we're not going through this man's whole credits, bro. I don't. Hey, we're in, going through IMDb. We don't I, need to uh, do excuse all this. You, I'm going through his Wikipedia. Oh my. Oh, God. okay. Very interesting. Uh, every okay. other movie he's been in, I haven't heard of, but he's been in, he's been in stuff. Do sure. you want to talk about the director? Let's talk oh. about the director. Thank you. So, Lindsay. director of this movie, this was Raja. his second film that he directed. The first movie he directed was Home Alone 3. Raja uh, Gosnell, director uh, of Home Alone 3, Never Been Kissed, and... And right afterwards... Big Mama's House. <laughs> Big Mama's House. He I went... texted Lindsay about this when I found out, and I was, like, so happy about it. He went from never been kissed to Big Mama's house. And then followed it up with Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Exactly. Yeah, and these are this... the iconic Scooby-Doo's. Yeah. Well, the, this man was like, honestly, he was so addicted to making bad movies like the idea if you go on his imdb there's a picture of him i think like directing scooby-doo but you know how directors take themselves so seriously and Mm -hmm. they do have to like legit talk to the actors and be like okay i need you to get into this Uh, on what planet is this man coming up to you and uh, like when you're on set for one of these ridiculous ass movies and he's like okay here's what i really want you to do I really mm. want you to like Scooby is real. Okay. So we're going to like, <laughs> I'll say this man has one of the largest heads I've ever seen on a guy. 
This man 100%. has such a huge head. Um, yeah. Anyway, Raja Gosnell is the director oh, yeah, of this movie. He worked as an editor on the previous Home Alones and then got to direct it. That's that's the, the third one. So that's right. that's what I'm I'm thinking is the trajectory here. They, they well, went him with someone starting in-house. as an editor, him starting as an editor is a little bit of a red flag, I guess. Tell me why. Just Well, I just because like that you when you're an editor this is a theory when you're an editor you're going through so much film that you become desensitized you have to be in tune Uh, with the mm storylines right you do you have to have like the central idea of the storyline but you become so desensitized to like what is good what is bad like an objective sense or subjective sense of like that that you could, I mean, I could easily see him like moving into like being like Home Alone three, yeah. Like he gets structure, mm-hmm. but I don't think he like cares about quality. He's like gone through a bajillion movies. Does that make sense? No, that yeah, makes sense. I think so. What it's kind like, of? It's oh no, go ahead. Theoretically, no, I was just gonna say theoretically. Okay. Uh, this well, movie was also co-written by uh, what was it? What was his name? Let me scroll up. Abby Khan and Mark Silverstein, who Abby also wrote romantic films like The Vow, and he's just not that into you. Valentine's oh Day, Ugh, How to Be Single, a classic. Yo, can you Mark, say that, the one before that again? Which one? How to what Be was Single? The, no, the one before that. What was it? He's he's just not oh, that he's into just you. Not that into no, no, you. no. The one after that, I the swear Val. I didn't hear it. No, no, no. So she wrote Val- <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> there it is. Okay, thank you. Chris said she Valentine's Day with an M, and I'm making fun oh, of him for it. <laughs> wow. a Valentine's Day person. I. I uh we're moving. You dabble. You dabble. <laughs> I dabble. You dabble. You dabble in the Valentine's. No, when I'm when I'm feeling <laughs> bad, said it twice. I like to say <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh uh also uh Mark, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> also, <laughs> you call me Mark, Mark dude. <laughs> uh Mark's first co-directing project was I Feel Pretty, starring Amy Schumer. Uh yeah. So oh, wow. Just a lot of uh six degrees. That are very random. Uh, you that mean very work much in Hollywood? It's all the same, isn't it? I mean, Pe- I feel pretty is also somewhat problematic as well. Extremely, right? I never saw she's it. A, yeah. She's like, I hit my head and now I think I'm beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I the hit- movie. That's the movie where they're like, what if Shalahab was about empowerment? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. Anyway, like I know I'm. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. How do we? How do we summarize this movie? Because we got to talk about the plot first of all. A couple of things I want to point out from the beginning. Drew Barrymore's character is named Josie Geller. You don't yeah. get a lot of Josies these days. Um, her brother David Arquette is played by is it plays Rob Geller, and Rob is. So David Arquette was married to Courtney Cox, who was Monica Geller, 
from Friends. So I thought that was a fun little shout. But also the entire time, Josie and Rob, Josie's my cousin married to her husband, Rob, for like, I don't know how many years at this point. So every scene between them, I was like, ah, all right, that's pretty fun. Look at that. My family is in this. Um, <laughs> and that was the the ways that I tried to find that that made me um, enjoy parts of this. Because, man, this movie was to tough. I did find this movie difficult to enjoy because at every turn, this movie is defying you to like it, despite presenting increasing, uh, increasingly upsetting bits. Yes, um, but I, let me ask you this. Were you, were you ever bored? Was I ever bored? Yeah. Uh, yes, I was in the. In the in the moments before her transition to being popular, I was a little like, okay, let's let's speed this part up. But then you caught it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So as I, bad as it was, it was still very, you know, yeah, movie? It, was, it was still yeah, it was very movie. I mean, it was <laughs> it still made sense. Yeah, it was I, a movie. I very it, much. I think once the movie, honestly, I was enjoying it from the moment it started because from the moment it starts none of it makes sense yeah exactly truly a wall-to-wall bananas movie where first and foremost i'm still not sold on the idea of a woman who is not christian being grown and still not having kissed someone and they look like drew barrymore like i just I I understand in the movie she grew up a nerd and it was purposely waiting for the right guy. I understand. But then she also went to say stuff like, no, I've kissed guys. I just haven't been kissed. I haven't. Yeah. Like there's that whole conversation at the the diner or whatever. She's never had that. Yeah. 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 I guess that's true. Knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also, you mean to tell me you went through all of your college years having gone to the parties and had fun and not once just had like a, yo, I'm like eight beers deep, let's make out? No, I don't think she has. Um, no, she, remember she, when she got drunk, she was clearly inexperienced drinking. She was like, remember she had like a rum at that at that bar? No, no she had weed she cake. high, which... Right. Bullshit okay, on bad, that. Yeah, the writers no one acts drugs. like that. Hi, that no yeah. sativa makes you white girl That's wasted why on I was stage. Like, oh, she's drunk. I miss. I forgot. I haven't. I have so like with this movie. I've seen it probably. I'm gonna say six times, and so I remember like most of it scene by uh-huh. scene. And I, the most recent it was like maybe a couple of months ago. But obviously, you know, you guys yeah. watched it like yesterday this morning. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I woke up. Here's here's what happened. I woke up. We slept in because we had a late night. I made us breakfast. And then the moment Andrina woke up, I was like, OK, now we're sitting down to watch Never Been Kissed. And she's like, well, this is fun. I like where this new podcast direction is going. Like. If we if yeah, we're gonna yeah, wake yeah. up and have breakfast and watch a, a rom com and be sweet, that's nice. And then it started, and as it went on, she was like, "What, what, the, what is this? Why does this? <laughs> what the? F- 
Oh yeah, I forgot that the '90s was just so openly misogynistic, and then also just so. Oh wait, you telling me she... this teach this teacher wants to fuck her? Okay, I'm out. This is supposed to be the relationship yeah. we're supposed to like. Um, so to give you an idea of what this fucking crazy plot is, Drew Barrymore is Josie Geller, and she is the editor of a newspaper the sun times um i forget what city i don't remember but the sun times in chicago the chicago sun times and uh and her boss gus played by john c Riley, uh and anita molly shannon whose job is unclear did they fuck was that what they were implying in the beginning that they fucked yeah okay I guess so, right? Like, well, they talk yeah. about the the guy, another guy. They kiss at the end, but they she's talking about another guy at the beginning. Anyway, Molly Shannon, John C. Riley. First of all, banger cast, very happy. Uh, Drew Barrymore yeah. does this thing where she keeps defining words or correcting people, and it's like, oh, she loves her job. I could tell. I like that for her. Good for her. Um, but then, like you know, as it goes on. You're like, man, she's kind of meek. Her assistant openly is insubordinate <laughs> to a degree that is like, yo, any like any of this on any of this level would get you fired immediately. And by the end of the movie, this guy is still working for her. And that to me is the part that I'm like extra like th- forget the whole thing. If if I were to take away one person at least who should get the shit end of the stick in this movie, it should be the assistant at the minimum. You know what I mean? Um, so we're setting the stage. She's a bit of a pushover. Uh, she's good at her job, but she keeps pitching ideas for stories and doesn't get to be uh, the writer for the stories because Gus is like, you're my best editor. You're going to stay an editor and we're not going to have you do the stories that you pitch. And she's like, OK, well, fucking one of these days. And then they have this big meeting and Gary Marshall, the most wooden actor alive uh, at the time. I don't know if he's still with us. But Gary Marshall, he, uh, he is not. He died in 2016. Yeah. Out. Okay. So shout out, uh, get uh, Gary Marshall. Uh, uh, shout out to your wooden acting, uh, the dead man, and I'm roasting him. Uh, so Gary Gary Marshall is the over the top owner of the newspaper, and he's just like, hey, you know what? What we should do is another expose, another undercover story, because those did well. Uh, he fires a guy at the beginning of the the meeting, and then turns to Drew Barrymore and goes, "You're going to be running this this story." And he goes through this monologue about how he doesn't know his kids, and uh, is like, "Well, uh, you should go into high school. You're enrolled uh, next week. You start high school as a senior, uh, and get us a story." Okay, good luck. Doesn't tell her what to investigate doesn't there's no like grace to it like it's just kind of like you're going to high school fucking figure it out i'm gonna go play golf you know and so this is which i love how he's like i want you to write a story about the youth because i found out my kid has a peanut allergy and apparently i don't know my children so go to high school yeah masquerading as a underage woman to learn about the youth all because I found out my kid has a peanut allergy is which I I that's the see, most real depiction of a fucking super powerful rich dude, though. It's but my, yeah. this is why I no, find it it's difficult. On, it's spot on. 
I find it difficult of how you weren't able to enjoy this movie because I find it so entertaining how bare minimum exposition this movie gives you. No, it's I like, love that they, part. That's for sure. They, look, there are bits. There are like gags that I'm into. With everything in this movie, they're like, okay, we have to set up this premise. What's the shortest way possible we can set up this premise? It's beautiful. That's not even the short. The shortest way possible would be to start the movie. And she's like, hey, Gus, I want to do a story. And he's like, well, you're going undercover. No meeting, no nothing. Like you don't need, you know what I mean? There's a shorter way. I think this is the more that's not fun and entertaining Mike. way. What do you mean it's not believable? Her superiors sending her off on a her first anyway. All right, look. But I no, digress. The context of the peanut butter also, really she was makes, a virgin. I know. I mean, that would uh, be wild okay, well. if she had never kissed someone. Well, no, but... she was a virgin. She was a virgin. So like it was like she's so like that's so weird because if you remember there is that moment at like a party with guy uh-huh. where uh-huh. they're in her bedroom yeah and she's like hiding her shit and you're like are they gonna fuck <laughs> <laughs> because she's like kind of hoping they fuck is, is she oh. hold up at this yes. point in the movie okay no, no wait 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 she... She no, hold was, on. Wait, wait. We got to rewind. She was horny for Guy. She was. She was but, horny oh for both God. the teacher and Guy. Holy shit. How do we? Okay. First of all, you get this movie called Never Been Kissed. You have this monologue where she's going off about being like never been kissed passionately and felt that oomph with anybody and whatever. And then she gets a sign going to undercover to high school. And you're like, hold on a second. This movie's called Never Been Kissed. She's going to be an adult in high school. I don't like where this is going already. I don't like where this is going already. So immediately I'm like, what the, What are you going to do? This is supposed to be a rom cop show adult in high school. What are you doing? So then we meet and the fact, cast. They introduce her being horny for Guy before her being horny for the teacher, too. Like and They really just, do, which is Because insane. he looks, he he reminded her of her high school crush. She's like, Billy I Prince. forgot the law. I forgot how the law works. Uh, So she's like all over <laughs> this guy. Which is also the popular guys in this movie, the three popular men. What? Yeah. How is it that they simultaneously, the way they dress, they simultaneously look like they are both in the '90s and being casted for a reboot of Grease? Like they somehow simultaneously looked like they were '90s kids and also cosplaying as greasers. I don't understand it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, there was just a weird vibe, a weird fashion vibe. Like, I thought Guy was, like, maybe, like, was so incredibly disgusting. Like, there was never a moment yeah. when I was like, oh, he's wow, the creepiest man. This is, mm-hmm. this is, like, a hot-looking dude. I was like, he's greasy, it's gross, I hate it, not interested. See, but this is, okay, so... so- he is a creepy looking guy. Like he would fit in with the McPoyles on on Sunny and Philly. Shout out that show again. Um, they need it. They're struggling going through the longest running. Uh, point is, guy is like not a heartthrob at all, but his cast as such, he's like the school's ringleader type guy. He's like trying to. He's he's where we get this uh, uh, absolutely asinine slang where he calls things Rufus. 
what he's trying to but he succeeds in making fetch happen you know what i mean like you're trying yeah. to get some new slang off the ground but he's just like he's popular enough to make fetch happen it's rufus that shit's rufus to the point yeah. where like james franco goes that's gonna be ridiculous or something and he's like it's just rufus buddy Shut the fuck up. It's just Rufus. James Franco, you're such yeah. a loser. You're such a fucking Everybody idiot. Shut the fuck that. up. Yeah. So, like, anyway, um, I just think it's crazy that this movie is what it is to begin with, right? She's going undercover at a high school with no idea. She does have, like, sure. a good idea when she sees the call slot, the cafeteria, and it's like, this might actually be a decent expose, but because it's the 90s, her bosses are like sex only. You get in there right. and talk to, to teens about sex. Yeah, and let's not forget the video cameras. Let's not forget the hidden cameras as they're oh, filming later, teenagers. Even. Yeah, oh, I mean yeah. it comes later, but it's still, yeah, they still end up. How much later is it though? Midway, like a, a solid, solid amount I don't of the think movie. It's mid- is it's it about midway? midway. I think it's about it's midway. Early. She was already have... in school for a bit. and then... She's in school for a bit with Lily Sobieski being her friend, and she's like a big dork, and they're into math and stuff. She learns about well, the Well, Lily court. Sobieski reigns as the big fucking loser actress of that era as well. She's like the big fucking nerd. But one time she takes out her ponytail in that movie, and then, you know... It's I like mean, shit gets different. Even as a loser nerd, she's like, like, she's cute and smart, and definitely like stands up for herself. And was like, what's what does everybody hate about her? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's just like, like just, tall she's into and science. <laughs> I was yeah, hard. she, yeah, and she's a know it all. I'll say this: they did give her like a decent know it all personality. Where mm. it was like, where she would be like, actually, and I was like, oof, this reminds me of my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, yeah, spot on, bitch, you suck, <laughs> and you're <laughs> ugly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> very funny. Where she, the whole movie is like, she went through a lot of trauma in high school, and then at first I thought it was big. Okay, she was the nerd in high school, but she's going to be able to get that redemption and live mm. the high school life that she's always wanted from the beginning. Now that right. she's older and wiser, and I love how immediately out of the gate, I mean, she eventually becomes one of the popular girls, but it's just like immediately out of the gate making the exact same mistakes. Like, first and foremost, who yeah. told her to be dressed in that all white, like, I'm sorry, you're trying to pose as a high schooler and so, that's how you dress uh-uh. on your first day? Anita did it. And she said, I'm going to remind Anita to like to yell at Anita for buying this stuff for her or something. So yeah. Molly Shannon's the one that dressed her. But she also, her she wore that she like had the cover 17 magazine and a bunch of other stuff that high schoolers are reading. And not once did you look at those things and be like, hey, maybe maybe being dressed like uh being dressed like the white shit that you put on your christmas tree like maybe that's not yeah maybe being dressed as tinsel uh is not the move here maybe that's not gonna make me popular you know what not just that outfit but she wore like a lipstick that faded her lips into her face like entirely well they yeah they made her like i mean i i will say this though at the time Mm -hmm. we it was big on the frosted eyes frosted lips 
but they like made her face pale. Yeah, they like did everything. They like like I feel like they didn't like put any mess. She looked sickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. And like, and it was like, oh god, how disgusting. She's so pale. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so- again, like they were really on the nose. <laughs> I'll say, so what we get here is like her first day, she meets Lily Sobieski after being bullied right. for being the new girl. Her She borrows her brother's car, which is like a shit beater and gets it like they they prank her by putting it on the football field and Lily, Lily Sobieski. Which character. is an elaborate prank. Yeah. Insane prank. Insane prank. Elaborate. It's crazy. Oh, you're going to just. Is it worth it for this kid that you don't even know to just fucking like? That's how bad you want to prank this person. Like, well, it's not even, that's how bad you want to bully someone. The lengths that these kids go, they give high school kids way too much credit for like the efforts that they put into bullying because it's like absolutely not. They do not put that much effort in. I was it's like, like cruel. But we get an example of high cars. school kids. Yeah, because like the high school kids in her flashbacks pouring Sprite down her backpack and covering all their stuff. People are mean in high school, but not openly yes. pouring soda into someone's no. bag. Mean. Like, no, it's cruel, a lot more I'd subtle. Say. Let yeah, me say like, this. It's a lot more subtle, like calling you a slur in gym class. Like, it's not like pouring soda. Look, we've all bag. been yeah. called a WAP. Um, like, <laughs> I'll say yeah. this as like, I went to, so look, I always was like, oh, I didn't have the, the typical uh, high school experience because I'm not an American and I went to French high school. Right. But I, I'm Ew. finding out more and more that. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm finding out more and more that like nobody, nobody really had that high. Like that was what is this? Like, first of all, I I didn't even we didn't have we don't have the the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior thing out here. I have. Like in Quebec, I have secondary one to five, which is grade seven to twelve or eleven, rather. We are say senior or junior. No, no, no. Y'all are raggedy. No. And I asked Andrina too because she she went to school in 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 BC, and she's like, no, we didn't have that either. But we did have like high school structure. See, like when I hear y'all or like British people say, "Oh, when I went to university," I'm just like, "That's." See? I know. I'm like, just stop. Just like get. <laughs> it's just... literally what it's called. What are you guys talking about? Okay. Yo, you want to hear how raggedy Canada is? You want to hear how raggedy Canada is? They don't have Hulu. They don't have HBO. That's because like... of you guys. It's your laws that are preventing. Nope, it. that we sounds can, like a we'll you problem. It. It's because yeah, Hulu's not doing I mean, the legwork on legal for Canada. It's, they're not taking it international. You want to talk about raggedy? Okay, You're well, coming to visit in October. Like, you don't want to. You want to fight me the second you get here? Like, what are you thinking? Ooh, we have free health care. Shut up. Shut Wait, up. You guys think you're so great for having free health care. No, I don't at all. I, You know what? I don't even use my health care well, until should. I have a job. Well, you should. Y'all don't, you- y'all don't have Hulu. Y'all don't have uh mid 20s journalists posing as high schoolers in your educational system and we're back so point is the whole thing is <laughs> that she's posing as a high schooler and she's supposed to get this like raunchy story oh my god and instead what she gets is i'm gonna be the math girl i'm gonna be a, a nerdy mm. i'm gonna have fun with my high school time 
again and she gets nothing she gets she finds out about the court which is where kids uh drink in a parking lot and that gets scooped up by another news uh, uh publication and so gus is like well now i'm gonna be the one writing this you're just gonna be the eyes on the inside i'm gonna get you outfitted with a camera and i'm gonna be watching everything you know what i mean right but right and then they hire a black dude to surveil her in a van who has not been yeah. introduced in this movie yet. Right. And then when they do introduce him, they introduce him in a way as if we already knew who he was. Right. Well, he's the black dude. We do know who he is. He's right. the black dude in a 90s movie. We like they didn't write black people with depth in romantic comedies. Yeah, this is where we're going to this movie, at least uh-huh. not in terms of main characters, but at least in the background, had uh-huh. way more diversity than I expected. Sure, 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 sure. T.S. The, in the background, for sure. And you know what? And who knows what race Jessica Alba is? I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even taken the time to Google it. I'm going to go ahead and guess. Latinx. We literally you know, found yeah, a vaccine yeah, for COVID before we figured out Jessica Alba's race. Honestly, who knows? Her and her ex-husband, husband, are pretty ambiguous. Well, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't know. I don't know what were we supposed to take. What was the takeaway from Honey? You know, well, like she, can dance. That, that she was in Honey. I forgot she about was honey, honey, bro. She was Honey. She was Honey. You're right. That was disrespectful of me. She was Honey. It was. She okay, was so Jessica honey. Alba. Look, I Jessica Alba is of Mexican descent. Is what we got here. Mexican descent, Spanish and indigenous Mexican roots. Her mother is also Danish, Welsh, English, and French. So just she's white and Mexican. There we go. Yeah, we got to the end of it. I'm pretty sure that information was out there before COVID vaccines. I'm taking jokes real literal over here. Yeah, not um, for Chris and I. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now look, here's okay. Here's where I'm at with um, with the movie is that we haven't even touched on the thing that's frustrating as hell. So uh, which, we find which out frustrating thing. Her teacher Sam. Uh, uh, Sam Coulson, Coulson, Coulson. Sam is uh, Coulson, the English teacher. Know. Sam Coulson is the, the English teacher, and he is. They're talking about as you like it, the Shakespeare play in, uh, in the in the class, and the oh my god, what all the world's a play. We're all players, and when you wear a disguise, that's when you can truly be out there as your your real desires or whatever and oh my god great does he see through her in this part and it made me laugh so much because he was just like uh oh when you're wearing a uniform you're not yourself so for example and he looks at one of the football players he was just like hey you you play on the football team right uh would you say and he was just something about like oh you play on the football team right and then the guy was just like uh oh what do you do when you play on the football team he was like i kick butt and then like a Mm. random dude off Uh screen in the classroom goes hell like hell yeah or something like that classic classic yeah random and then and then it reminds me of just like oh but when you're on your uniform you're touching guys butts and then it's just it's like hold on 
Yeah, yeah, the mildly the the mild homophobia that just ends, it's like no, no, but it's okay because you're in uniform. You can touch guys' butts when you're in uniform, right? And that's how we are. We act differently when we're in uniform. And to me, I'm thinking, oh man, okay, so this is him kind of clocking Drew Barrymore. Uh nope. Well, cause right off the bat, right off the bat, he looks at her and he's like, "Are you sure you're 17?" Yeah. Well, no. That she was knows the definition of pastoral. Her... <laughs> yeah, that was after she was like, um, okay, um, so, <laughs> like, and did like her whole thing in class, and she was like, uh, this the definition is <laughs> like, it was just, and and didn't she like quote Shakespeare? And she was like, I think that, and he was like in love when she was like. I think that like one of the beautiful things about Shakespeare and he was like, are you wow? Are you sure you're 17? Cause I literally have a boner already. And like, Which I'm is... okay if you, I'm okay if you are 17, but I just, I need to know what I'm getting into. <laughs> See, that's, that's it. Maybe that's why at the end of the movie, when he gets upset, when he finds out she's a grown woman, that's why he's upset because in that moment he asked, are you sure you're 17? Because he's like, like you said, he's like, I have yeah. a, I am bricked up right now and I need you to be 18. And then over the course of the movie, he is slowly playing the mental gymnastics to justify his lust. And when he has finally been like, you know what? Love is, <laughs> I'm quoting him. Uh, love is love. And I love this girl, even though she is 17. And then now that he found out she's 25, he has this he says, giant existential crisis because he's done all of this mental gymnastics to ignore morals and ethics. And now he realizes, oh, I, she was she was grown this whole time. At the know. end, he says, what, just because I'm allowed to be attracted to you now? He says that line. I, oh, just because I'm yeah, allowed he, to be attracted to you, which I is forgot about that. So here's the thing that the movie does that honestly, if there was this huge, okay, look, I have to read this thing that Andrina said about Drew Barrymore's character because I just remembered. Um, she said, uh, "Damn, she's so sad. If I met someone like this today, I'd be like, what cult are you in?'" Um, and so that to me is how I feel about um Drew Barrymore's character as well. Uh, she she very much feels like a very, very sad, sad person. Excellent for being preyed on by a predator, which is what I'm like. OK, so this movie might know what's up. And then there's constant like like bits and pieces like David Arquette's character. Like Rob is like underage hotties talking about yeah. the three the three uh, popular girls, which is like. God, or someone I'm, at the office what the fuck? was like when watching was like, oh man, I need to go back to high school when they see Yeah, like George in the van. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he like she's walking behind the popular girls and we just get like ass. We see like they're focusing on the butts and they're walking in. Yeah. And like like that's you know, um point is it's like this movie's doing a bunch of that. And then um Tracy, this girl is really into Rob, David Arquette, who at some point in the movie decides well to help my sister look cool in high school i'm gonna jump into high school again and fraud my way back which so creepy as much as he wants to help his sister and he shows up a 21 year old in high school and is like i'm back in and i'm gonna be popular by eating all the coleslaw which i thought was hilarious that was funny um 
So he gets to be the popular guy and helps her with her reputation because she was very much a loser and needs to be popular to get access to the the salaciousness of high school times. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. I, but, that happens after she goes to the club, right? Um, I guess so. Yeah. So to go back to that. So one night because she's she's. Oh, so but hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm making a point. I'm getting I'm getting somewhere okay, with yeah, it. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go so ahead. the point is, Rob is at the school, too, now, and he has a girl that is crushing on him hard. And she admits to Drew Barrymore, like, I think I'm ready to fuck my guy that I like. I'm a virgin. I'm, I'm a virgin and I'm ready to fucking do it with the guy. And she's like, <laughs> OK. Rob throws a house party at their their parents house uh and and she's like tracy is there the girl that's into rob and drew barrymore is talking to david arquette and she's like hey so you know like she's 16 though and he's like yeah pretty sick and she's a gymnast and i was like what the fuck is this and then she's like well let me explain to you legally why that's a problem and guy comes over and he's like hey can i talk to you and she's all swooning and i'm like this is supposed to be a joke that we're just like in on now like the underage oh and then even david was like uh like makes a joke of like i'll see you in 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 prison i'll see you later cell buddy or something yeah yeah i'll see you around the cell block and so they get that it's not good they get that it's illegal and then we get the reveal, and this is when I thought, oh, my God, the movie tricked us, and it was this all along. How inspiring that this movie is capable of this. You get John C. Riley being like, we have the story. It's your teacher hitting on you. Your teacher thinks you're yeah. 17 and is and and like we're captivated by him hitting on you and being into you like obviously we're into it because this is fucking insane a grown man is into a minor and we're and in a position of authority which he mentions on the ferris wheel and is openly flirting with you that's the story that's yeah because first up. and foremost and i'm like what wow. teacher on a non-school ferris trip wheel. is gonna be like let me be on the ferris wheel with one of my students what is the exact thing he says? It's like some of the lines in this movie, like the specific lines are also just like, they're so cringe and they're so good. What is the, I want to know what exactly he says. Cause he says something like, I shouldn't be saying this to you because you're my student. Right. Like he like says, oh, well, that was, and like, yeah. it, like it's something like it's like something like that where she's and then literally she Drew says you have to say that because you're my teacher. He's like, when you leave oh, here, yeah. all the guys you're gonna have to like, all the guys are gonna be into you. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, she's like, you just have to say that because you're my teacher. He's like, actually, I shouldn't be saying it because I'm your teacher. So I'm like, this movie yeah. is so aware of itself. Okay, I and know. then John C. Riley's like. This is the story. Let's fucking nail him to the fucking. And she's yeah. and she has this this moment of like, but no, I can't. He, I like him. I can't turn him in. Girl, he thinks you're a fucking minor, and you think that this right. is what the movie's gonna be. And I'm like, oh my god, this movie's incredible. This is awesome. I love that they're turning it this way. What a fucking. Oh my god, that's amazing. I'm so happy. What a twist. Oh, Lindsay, you've done it. What a pick. This movie, unbelievable. And then she feels guilty, reveals him, herself to him, 
and does this whole stunt that doesn't need to have. Oh my god, this movie made me so mad. I hate this. I did not which, enjoy. Okay, which the no, stunt okay, so is now hilarious. Go, okay. The stunt, the stunt, is, the so stunt is insane. Because it's insane. so dumb. Because she's because basically has outed this man as a pedophile, and then is like, "Oh, I love you. How about you come to a very a public. public gathering?" Oh wait, no. She's like, "I have outed you, but I haven't revealed who you are." Right. So if you lo- want to be with me, come to this very public event and, and reveal, reveal yourself. yourself. And this man is Sh- like, oh, the city of Chicago. And her story becomes yeah. so famous that it draws this giant Which? crowd. Yo, who, hold up. Yeah. We got to talk about this yeah. story. We got to talk about this story Wrigley being Field. such a non-story. Wrigley Field. No, hold up. Hold up. The story that she ends up running is literally... I went to high school once and I went to high school again and things are just the same. Also, my teacher was into me thinking that I was a minor, which I feel bad about now, but I like him. <laughs> and you're like, this is what this is what was in the pe- people were reading this like this is fucking important. And, what and, worth. and acting like, holy shit, we got a we have a Pulitzer here. <laughs> this was a fucking <laughs> sensation. Are you kidding me? And it's like never been kissed. I've never been yeah. kissed. Oh, shut the fuck up. This was insane. This this ending bothered me so Mike, much. Mike, just so and you I know, wasn't even the I one that was maddest. Andrina was pissed. Mike, I understand this seems bashit insane, but America yes. was very different before 9-11. That's true. Yeah. It, is. it was too <laughs> Two full years before the nation changed and went off its deep end. I uh, Lindsay, can so... I just say well... that your image that you have when you turn off your video is oh is giving me so much light. Yeah. Oh I'm beautiful so little cat. Glad. For the listeners, it's an image of a cat in a hoodie and it's very adorable. Super it's cat. my it's my cat that uh that died. Oh yeah. rest in Sweet peace. Little angel. Yeah, thank you. Um, I d- used to dress her up. That's how she died, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not caught up uh, in the hoodie. <laughs> Too much drip. Um, That's- <laughs> Damn. Anyway, um, I'm a criminal. Um, uh, no, sorry. For, I, for this movie? <laughs> uh, no, the, the movie is reasonable. That's not the criminal part. I will say I probably would have enjoyed the movie more if I wasn't so mad at the movie from today's perspective. I probably would have appreciated. You can't, you can't view when as we go through this rom-com journey. Yeah. We have to avoid looking at these movies through uh, to the best of our ability a modern lens because if we look at this movie from the lens of 2023 The first thought is whoever wrote this movie needs to be jailed immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look back at it from a lens of 1999, it's weird in the sense of how things in the 90s were incredibly problematic, but it was weird, but we just didn't think about it. We were just like, ah, you know. That was also part of the problem. What things in the fucking deep end so long? Like the misogyny of this movie was already just... Who grew up in a state with several cases of teachers fucking their students. 
Listen. Oh, you I'm were... sorry. We should give a fuck about a movie that clearly didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you're right. This movie did not give a fuck. This movie did not fucking care. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I yeah. have to say the go back to the bar scene because I've been waiting yeah. to talk about that scene. Yes. So first and foremost, yeah. in yes. fucking Chicago, we're yeah. a bustling city that has uh-huh. so much to do. Yeah. Somehow has a bar that yeah. both adult office workers when they're mm-hmm. going for happy hour are going to while also high schoolers are going to and at no point are the adults like hey i like i'm sorry everyone i know who's an adult including myself if uh-huh. we go to a bar and it seems like it's a lower 20s bar we're all like uh-huh. let's go somewhere else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is Absolutely. not our vibe especially but- since the bouncer at the door is like are you planning on drinking tonight and she's like uh no i am 17 years old and I, I am not allowed to drink and i will not drink therefore i will not drink thank you sir and he st- gives her a stamp that says loser on it and um well technically it was the bar name but the the d part was like faded so right right like right really loser on no, i got that but i'm i'm just saying like the, the the point is like she's very like she's being asked at the front like are you gonna be drinking tonight she's like no and therefore she's allowed in it's not even one of those things where she's like got a fake id and snuck in it's like no this bar is meant for adults who are drinking and underage people who are not drinking to co-mingle and rastafarians which again (laughs) early 2000s 90s really insistent that rastafarians were everywhere genuinely Um, one of the worst bands i've ever seen in a movie just so bad hated it what were you gonna say i mean me i was just gonna say i guess to be fair there was like a lot of we that was like the era of like sublime mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. all of that stuff so it's like i guess that's not the craziest thing in the world but still well, it was so funny to me because one it was like it was just like okay the the hollywood was like okay we have these black men who are gonna have weed brownies in public mm-hmm. at a time that weed is very illegal and but yeah, how are we gonna have America believe that these people do drugs and smoke weed? Oh, let's have them all be Rastafarians and yeah. then have yeah. them openly offer anybody a, a in this bar a teenager. a teenager. She's got the stamp on her list, so they know. And then also as well. I was so confused because that band was playing sublime like music, but also salsa. Like it was, it was like, yeah, it was like it was ska, salsa, reggae, a, and also yeah, a little ska, bit of salsa music, Latin which was very music. weird. Um, <laughs> like it just is too much. And then she gets high and immediately ruins the Rastafarians' time. Like they're all, they're all like she's not fun. And then also that is not how high people act. That she was no. white girl wasted. That was not THC. I've I've had sativas that no sativa has made Bruh. me get I've on had, the stage and do splits. I've had some of the strongest weed I've ever smoked this year, and all it made me do is giggle in a new register. All yeah. right. I don't think that there is anything that could get me 
to move like that ever. Like, not in weed anyway. Yeah, she had a lot of energy. She had yeah. the most energy. She had all movie. The that one shit thing was about laced the scene, with cocaine. Like, that That ha- has to there be was the was not just weed. What I liked about this movie, first of all, clearly the people who were doing writing the movie, they had not had, they'd not done drugs. Like, there's no way, no weed scene is what this is. Now, the point um, I'm trying to make is that the, the guy that she's like, hey, can I sit here? And he's like, yeah, all are welcome. We love everybody. And then she gets a That's little right. chatty after she has a bit of the weed cake. And he's like, I don't like her at all. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you <laughs> a, a, literally, you gave a minor w- drugs and now you went from your entire philosophy changes because she's a little annoying. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. And then she gets home and has a pie and she's like, whoa, somebody ate my whole pie. I don't know how it happens. Like, you shut the fuck up. Cut that scene. Who needs it? And then she shows up the next day in the same clothes because I guess you pass out from there's that whole thing where she has like loser yeah. on her yeah. forehead from, from the her... stamp because she fell asleep at the yeah. counter Hold eating on, cake. I'm sorry. At no pie. point, which, which implies she didn't brush her teeth because me it implies she didn't look she in the mirror. She doesn't brush when she brushes her teeth. She doesn't look in the mirror, apparently, because at the whole that whole part, my girlfriend and I were like, I'm sorry. She didn't brush her teeth and looked in the mirror. No, she definitely didn't brush her teeth. What would even make you like, where's the question there? But this is Josie we're talking about. The the woman who who like at the opening of the movie, we see reorganized pillows on her bed. Oh, uh, yeah. That you know like, what? Actually, this word doesn't mean exactly that. I don't look nauseous. Yeah. I look nauseated. Oh, uh, totally right. She, who the fuck is this all about? You what are you doing? And then you're like, oh, you have to make her get humiliated. And she also had to get ready with her sweater that had the camera on it. So at no yeah. point of getting that ready was she like, hey, let me. Let me, let me let me take let a me look. look at a bath. Even when she finally mirror. goes to the bathroom, she sees herself in the mirror after briefly glancing after looking. Oh, washing her hands. She didn't look up at the mirror. Not once. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. A lot of this okay, movie fine. is infuriating. Great. Yeah, of course. And and I say that after the, the mirror thing and not the pedophile teacher thing. <laughs> Uh, the most you know easily what? acceptable part of the movie. <laughs> Listen, the teacher—he's just—he's just misunderstood. Okay, he's just misunderstood. Yeah, he's—he's he's in a loveless relationship with a character who, within five seconds, they aggressively try to point out she's not fun. She's Miss yeah. Big New York City lawyer who New York City lawyer go, who can't right? hear herself at New the York? concert. Uh, yes, because yeah. she she was living in or like wanting to New make York. It him was New York. leave to New York. Oh. She, it was uh, New York. Right. She was going to move with him. And she's immediately like, I don't understand how you like bars. I have season tickets to the Met. Yeah. And she's like, I like baseball. And that's a great joke. Well, oh, that's I thought she meant like the art museum. The Met, the, yeah, did. the Metropolitan Museum of Art. That's that's. People in New York talk, though. That's what happens when you move to New York. You just automatically. I mean, if, if New York is the place to go if you hate loud bars. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, famously, every bar in New York I've been to, I've been able to speak at a regular sound level because we could hear everything, especially one where there's yeah. a concert happening. And that's an expectation I had for the night. Look, I get it. The whole point of showing less the, the girlfriend was to be like, ah, he's taken, but she kind of sucks. So he's going to leave her and he's going to leave right. her for Josie. And oh, we're supposed to want that. We're supposed to be. I just I could not get on board with the with the teacher well, to distract us with the whole minor thing to be like, listen, the, them being like, listen, I understand she's supposed to be, quote unquote, a minor and he's supposed to be older. But think about it. His girlfriend sucks. So <laughs> wouldn't you uh, uh, want you him expect? to have forbidden love? Instead of being with this girlfriend who sucks, <laughs> like that's that's yeah, what the movie let's was not doing. Forget, yeah, she isn't underage, you guys. She's not. So there's nothing illegal about his feelings because she, even though, but he I, thinks I, though, she's underage. I know. I know. I'm joking. I know you're joking, <laughs> but I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Okay. I'm trying to be the okay. I thought uh, I was trying something. You can't no, be the be the voice of reason. No, see that's the thing. Uh, you know what? The new podcast format. I'm not the voice of reason anymore. Chris, step it up. Be reasonable. <laughs> yeah, oh, you step and I it both. Up, Chris. You you and I both know I'm not going to be the voice of reason. <laughs> there is no way we need a third co-host to be reasonable. <laughs> if I'm going to have any fun with this, I you, can't, you, you need to have someone that's so offended that they would have stopped the movie well okay so andrina literally said i do not care about or for this character at all regarding J drew barrymore and honestly i i agreed i did not i don't care i don't care about her and her decisions and uh the fact that she keeps making ridiculous calls like i'm i'm out on drew barrymore's character i didn't find her charming at all like it was hard to root for her i did not like it she yeah. was so annoyingly nerdy, like not even a yeah. fun nerd. As someone who grew up a nerd, even I was like, oh, I just want to shove you in a locker. Meanwhile, yes! thank you. Yes. Meanwhile, Lily Sobieski's character is called the biggest nerd after she first of all, the double helix costume at the end in the prom is objectively a bad outfit. And then all of a sudden, guys like let's dance and she takes off her costume to reveal like a, a spandex onesie. Oh, yes. That scene. That and scene. And she's like got her long hair out and she's Lily Sobieski is a beautiful woman. At this time, I don't know how old she was, but she's it's the 90s. So like 20 year olds and 30 year olds are playing that yeah. like 16 year olds. So Lily Sobieski gets called. You could be the biggest nerd. And then it cuts to her and it's like biggest nerd and cut to literally the, the prettiest she's looked all movie. And also even when she's like done up like a, a nerd in the way that like is supposed to be like, she's hideous. She's like, well, and so dancing cute. the way I've never seen a high school play a high school person yeah, yeah, dance yeah. like yeah. she's like she's going into like ballroom jet like jazz dancing like i don't know what that was but also it, that in itself was creepy and inappropriate the fact that she was in this full spandex thing and then they were like look at her body it's hot right you know like yeah it's that the all the the signals were like teenage girls are hot okay it's yeah, unavoidable. Literally. We all want to fuck teenage girls. 
and we all know that we're not supposed to, but it's okay to have those feelings. And especially it's okay to have those feelings if she's lying and if you guys are in love, because love is love, okay? Those feelings, they were real, even if she was 17. <laughs> I'm going to, like, it's so... It's so psychotic. The the fact that the teacher like walks off when Drew Barrymore is like, I'm 25 and I work for a newspaper and you guys are all going to grow up and it's going to be like your lives are going to be so much better when you realize none of this matters and stop being mean to each other. I... After foiling the dog food thing, the, the teacher walks away and I'm like, oh, yeah, he fuck he's about to get fucking got. This is perfect. And she goes after him like, no, wait, I'm sorry. Do you still like me? And he's like. So I, you know, no, you lied. You're the fakest person I've ever known. You tell you were, I, I, now I'm allowed to be attracted to you. And she's like, well, you were before. And she's like, shut up. Like, what the fuck? And he's mad at her. And you're like, dude, hold on. Well, he's, you he's mad that more... she's not a teenager. Cause exactly. now he has no boner. Now he has that... no boner. <laughs> oh, over 20. Jesus Christ. Yeah, 25? Wow. wow. I mean, 25. What? Like, they couldn't have made her... her 23? Like, like her brother's 23, and I assumed he was the older one because he was the popular one in high school and stuff. Right. And well, her brother, too, the whole thing about how him being like, mad he at goes her. in, and he's like, <laughs> well, that and him being like, yeah, Josie and I used to date. Uh, she was really driving all the guys wild. And it's like, you couldn't have just been like, that's my sister. Yeah. That's She's a, cool. That bothered me. Oh my me. God. Yes. That whole time I was like, <laughs> oh, he's going to be like, oh, that's my sister or whatever. I'm the cool kid. Yeah. Be respectful to my sister. And it yeah. went the dating route. I, I, I thought I, that was psychotic. I was eating frozen Again. French. I was eating French fries and nuggets that I made with the air fryer, and <laughs> I almost spilled. Frozen? Okay. Well, because they were frozen, and then I, I put see. them in the air fryer. Because I was about, sure, I was sure, picturing sure, you sure, eating sure. them cold, and that was. Well, you know what, Mike? I'm built different, second. but I almost spilled <laughs> them the on the. Up. <laughs> I almost spilled them on the ground because when I heard him be like, "Oh, we dated," I'm like, "That's the angle you got." That's win. the angle, and the fact that it fucking works oh my god this and then they I... cut to the three the three popular girls looking at a literal skeleton and one of them's like okay so i think i'm just gonna drink water for the rest of the year and it's like yeah that's a good idea and it's like you're literally too small are you sh you grow please well all the eating disorder stuff is secondary to the problematic features of this insane. right because like all the all the night like two thousands movies mm -hmm. like popular girls were anorexic. That's what being popular is about. It's Nothing about tastes as good skinny. as skinny feels. Yes, exactly. that's what we had to. And I'm here to tell you that is incorrect. There's a lot of it's stuff so that incorrect. tastes delicious, and it's... I've never experienced being well, skinny. The strategy of you. this movie is that what if we throw so uh, many problematic yeah. things at you? Yeah, that you yeah, can't yeah. focus on one. That Not just, just one. So much, yeah. There's so much going on that you just you're just gonna be like whatever and just enjoy whatever. the movie. Also, also, well, I agree. Almost forgot. Uh -huh. In prom, when they get uh, 
I forget which dude, but one of the dudes, oh, I think it's uh David, the brother, when he goes uh-huh. on stage because he's nominated or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he kisses, he kisses the teacher, the teacher on the mouth, who the teacher still thinks this is an underage child. And then she gets flustered that an underage boy kissed uh-huh. her on the mouth. It's uh-huh. honest, honestly, this movie deserves an Oscar. <laughs> Yo, yes. fuck off. No, 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 no. I don't don't do that. Come on, this man. This movie deserves an Oscar. Fuck Shakespeare in love. Fuck, fuck uh, Shakespeare Moonlight. in love is what you're going with. Fuck La La Land. Fuck, fuck any movie that has won an Oscar. We this best picture. Bet what best. won best picture in 1999? Okay, well you gotta Google that shit. If you're making this absurd claim, you gotta Google it. I cannot. Shake- help oh, you. oh shit! Shakespeare in love. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! No ah. way. Are you serious? You gotta be shitting me. No fucking way. Me. Yeah. Well, well uh, who was nominated for best picture in 1999? Shakespeare in Love, Saving Private Ryan, Thin Red Line, Life is Beautiful, Elizabeth, and Shakespeare in Love won. Holy no shit! Fucking I way. pulled that out of my fucking ass. I'm gonna fight you. This is the best moment of my life. <laughs> that's that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That is so funny. Unbelievable. I am <laughs> I am beside myself. I am so I'm so mad. I'm so mad right now. Yo, what the fuck? God damn. I'm pro- looking it I up to be sure. I promise you. I promise you I didn't google that ahead of time. Oh my god. Oh. I love that. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. Incredible. Unbelievable. Are you fucking kidding me? He's right. Yo, what the fuck is this? Are you serious? Are you what fucking fuck serious? Is Are you making fun of me? Come on now. That's yeah. Not- oh, God, I hate being Italian. Everybody gets away with it. Hey, everybody well, everybody just you gets did. away with it. I hate being oh, Italian. Don't, yeah. don't fucking... <laughs> oh, fuck right off. Every single one of you. That's insane. <sighs> Shakespeare in love. Oh, oh you know what? Here's the thing. Shakespeare in love had the Oscar controversy. Okay. Defeating critically favored Saving Private Ryan. And okay, so people were not happy about it winning. But I'll say uh, the entire time you were saying Shakespeare in love, I was thinking Romeo plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann uh, movie with Leo DiCaprio oh, with guns. Yes. That's the one I was thinking of. So that's okay. Not okay. Okay. So it makes a little no, bit more that sense. sense. It makes a lot more sense uh, when I realize it's not <laughs> that movie. Oh my God. Look. Okay. So here's the thing. The ending of the movie. She gets so. <laughs> The whole thing is that she reveals herself at prom to be 25 years old and to be undercover. And another newspaper does the story. Another newspaper gets to jump on that very clearly their story. I almost forgot about that. How the fuck? They at no point this newspaper twice was able to get the scoop on something. I literally was like, Lily Sobieski is undercover. Yo. (laughs) Lilio Sobieski is another undercover journalist. I thought I was like, this has got to be the angle. It's got to be the angle, right? Like, that's got to be part of it. She shows up. She's clearly she she's another way older a dueling than the kids. journalist. 
Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I want to yeah. go to, I want to do all these other things that like, you know, and then she's like, I know about the court. And then the next day, guess what gets written up? And then you go around and you're like, okay, uh, she gets, she's definitely seems like she might not be a kid sometimes. Like, I don't know. It's insane to me that that's, I thought that might've been another twist coming. This movie had me wondering what the fuck's going on so many times. And then it just did not deliver anything that I wanted to happen. Like the ending story that she does write up is preposterous. Like the fact that first of all, not only does it get printed, John C. Riley seemingly is reading it for the first time while it's in the newspaper, which feels like <laughs> you should you should have gotten your hands on this before it gets printed. Like Octavia Spencer and Molly Shannon both also read it for the first time in the newspaper, which is like insane. Like, That's how do you get so that? funny? I forgot. That's an insane thing that you, you can't be reading this for the first time when you're the quality control. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be involved. No, man, in they just let her go with it. They this were like, like, it's vibes. Pretty, like, chill. Yeah, it's yeah, the super chill newspaper that that fucking uh, uh, Gary Marshall is running with an iron fist. And then so, okay, so there's that. And then there's, of course, like the story itself is a non-story. The story itself is like, so yeah, you probably heard I went undercover. And also, guess what? I've never really kissed a guy. And uh, also, uh, so I went undercover. And you know how like high school was back when you were a kid? It's still pretty much the same thing. There's popular hot girls. There's popular hot guys. There's cheerleaders. There's football. There's also the nerds. And there's also fucking bullies. And there's also the hot teacher who I wanted to bang so fucking hard. And also get this. He's mad at me now because I'm not a minor. And uh, whoopsie. Anyway, if you want to reveal yourself, hot teacher, come down to the the baseball game that everybody's excited about. And then the whole city of Chicago apparently gives enough of a shit about this fucking stupid story in this stupid fucking newspaper that didn't bother to read the stupid fucking articles that it packs an entire baseball stadium. And Gary Marshall's like, I've got wieners getting I'm coming down and I'm coming sitting next to you. Go look at all the wieners. I know that, look, that wiener, 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 wiener. Like. What the fuck is wrong like, with you? And then he shows up and sits down. And he's like, look at all these people who clearly read our newspaper. All these people here read our newspaper. That's what I'm seeing. Money, 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 money. And here we go. When's the pedophile getting here? We want to see the pedophile. Don't we want to see the pedophile, everybody? I honestly, I love the, the wieners part because I this movie made me believe that the CEO of a of a newspaper a big newspaper in a big city treats getting a hot dog at a game the same way i do because i <laughs> every time it's stupid but every time i get a hot dog the amount of glizzy jokes and remarks that i will make i need a hot dog right now i fucking love hot dogs so same so we're gonna get good, hot dogs in some, some, some good street meat just yo oh. We're gonna get Amazing. these. We're gonna get ball franks. Anyway, point is, <laughs> point is, Gary. First of all, why is Gary Marshall thrilled to see all these people at the stadium? It's not like he's getting a cut of the tickets or anything. Because like this guy is a like, dying medium. Well, back then there was happy. no thriving. They were thriving still back really, then. Yeah, the internet wasn't really a thing yet. Okay, so 
in, even under that pretense and that lens, like the article itself is not fascinating enough to be like, I give a shit about this teacher falling in love with this student and her being sorry. I'm so sorry. You want to come down to the baseball game and show yourself to everybody and, and then everybody will know that you're the pervy teacher. And he does. And they kiss on the baseball mound and everybody's cheering. And frankly, the movie should have ended. He shows up and gets fired and barred from teaching. And somebody's <laughs> like, hey, um, technically, we can't charge you with any criminal stuff. But this is worried, worrisome behavior. Oh, I, I almost but forgot. But it's not that worrisome. Like, it, 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 it worked Again, out. Again, I'm joking. <laughs> I think uh, that, so yeah. here's the thing. The news team was about... The team was ready to run a story about this man being a pedophile. And all of a sudden, they're like, hell yeah, Drew Barrymore, go get your man. <laughs> also, can the I team just... was like, let's bury this fucking guy. Let's get this story. Let's ruin his life. And also put teachers on blast and be like, we're out here, bitches. We're about to fuck your shit up. So you better not be perving on kids. And then they're like, yo, actually, he's a nice guy. And I like him for Josie. And can we're just, thrilled that she's in love. Can I just say uh, what, what the ex, the ex is going to hear, obviously, about, oh, yeah, <laughs> my ex has a has a new boo. And we've all been there where you found out your ex was dating had, someone new. Yeah. And it hurts. And then you see that they're an uggo and you're like, yeah, I won. <laughs> or you see that your ex is dating someone who looks just like you. Uh, uh -huh. And you're like, wow, they're so obsessed with me. But imagine finding out your ex is it's dating someone who for most of the time they've known each other. He thought she was an underage girl. Yeah. Imagine the touchdown dance you're going to do of like, I won the breakup. But Yo. then also the moment of staring into a wall where you're like so i'm dating men who when they move on they're dating someone who they thought was under i couldn't tell the whole time that this man was perving on his students like from another state yeah. by the way no she was busy at the met <laughs> oh yeah she's got season <laughs> tickets yeah she That's was the true the message met, of so this movie met. The true message have, of this movie is pay more attention tickets. to your boyfriend or else he's going to serve on his students. That's, that's the thing, too. It's like that whole dynamic that you mentioned before with like the mm -hmm. whole fucking uh, the like the idea of them being at the bar and him being like my stupid girlfriend. I wish I was with, with that high teenager. Like mm -hmm. you were rooting for that in a way mm -hmm. that was just so deeply disturbing, but you were rooting for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back when this came out, but now I can tell you, I was rooting for him to break up with his girlfriend and find someone age appropriate and not someone who he thinks is a minor. Uh, you know, uh, is there the whole look, Here's the thing, Lindsay, you messed, we texted and I was like, Andrina right. hated this movie. And you were like, as I, I, when I was younger, I loved this movie. I thought it was such a good love story, but the only red flags I had were for the brother. And Andrina was like, here's what pisses me off. I would have loved this as a child too, but what's that teaching kids? 
<laughs> right. That's fucked exactly. up. Exactly. That's fucked up. You watch this movie and you're like, nah, I'm gonna date a 25 year, 23 year old, or or a teacher. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's like it's absolutely psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly. I'll say. (laughs) I mean, that's why this movie is so good, though. At the end of the day, because I got okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two things. Yeah. One, according to the Wikipedia, uh huh. uh, This film is recognized by the American Film Institute. In their in the following list, AFI's a hundred years, a hundred passions, the top one hundred greatest love stories in American cinema. Yeah, I don't think that at all. It was nominated. I don't think it's officially on the list, but it was oh wait, hold on. Yeah, it's not officially on the list, but it was nominated. So it was in the running. And this was in 2002 when it was nominated. Um and then the second thing I wanted to say was uh, the film has garnered a cult following for the 20th anniversary of its initial release. So in on April 9th, 2019, Drew Barrymore posted the following on social media. Never Been Kissed was my partner, Nancy Fallon, and my first official film at Flowers Films. All we wanted to do was make something that felt like the way so many of us felt growing up it's raw and ridiculous beautiful and it helps you decide what is important and what is it but we also loved humor and if pain isn't mixed with insane laughter then it doesn't work humor and humility are linked like besties exclamation point and everyone feels vulnerability while they are figuring out who they are and what they stand for. It also helps when you have the best cast and great music and everyone is making the same story. Josie Grossi forever. And Mike, if you can hear that and not see the beauty of this film, then I don't know what to tell you. You son of a bitch. This movie is raw, okay? It is a raw human story of what we have all felt, and we have all felt that at some point of our lives, we wanted to fuck our teacher. Yes. I never scared. Also has a fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> which is pretty decent. <laughs> that whole thing, that whole thing ending with you saying it's got fifty four <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes is so fucking funny. And also, this is making me laugh so much. Um, yeah. Uh, that. Uh, anything? Uh, did it, does anyone else have anything about this film? Yeah, why did she need a microphone at the end? She didn't use it for anything. She's no, just she did because she was like, start the clock. Yeah. Uh, well, why? Why did she need it? Well, I mean, it was, you know, the because it's like she's not going to go out there. She didn't announce anything. She went, start the clock. 
But like if she did a thumbs up, it might have been hard to see from the boop. So that's where the microphone. Oh, so Mike, give it away. Just, Mike, you're not being an ally to true love. Okay? Yeah. The, mic, true love. the mic drop was not necessary. You have to be kind to equipment like that. You know, it's much more like I don't know. You can be nicer to mic. Mic drops are not cool, people. They ruin the stuff. Yeah, you don't. Hey, Dave Chappelle, stop dropping microphones. Uh, anyway, and among other things. <laughs> Uh, should we go to Roses and Thorns for this? I was movie? about to say we should definitely go to Roses and Thorns, and I'm going to go first. I've got a rose we have yet to mention, and it comes from a comic beat, a comedic joke, a little jest, if you may, that uh, we didn't talk about. Uh, I've got a couple roses. One of them, I think, I think Gary Marshall's performance when he was talking about. I just I found out my kid's allergic to peanuts, so that's why you're going undercover hilarious that was so funny but there was a joke when they're at prom and it's like the prom theme gets changed from the millennium to like timeless love or like you're meant to be with whoever or whatever and you get mary and joseph ask for a seat at the popular girls tables and jessica alba goes oh no there's no room at the stable uh and I thought that was such a writer's joke. That was such a like writerly somebody in the process was like, well, we got to keep this in. Like, uh, why else have oh, this whole thing? I completely theme? missed that part. Um, yeah, and that I is thought, interesting. I thought that was really that was funny in in the way that like I had just been so mad at this movie the whole time. And I was like, oh, finally, a stupid, silly joke for no other reason than to have a stupid, silly joke. I was like, thrilled thrilled about it uh that and the peanut thing that gets roses from me the thorn uh don't sell me a pedophile's tale like it's supposed to be the greatest love story go fuck yourself forever this uh, drew barrymore re revisit this movie and fucking figure it out do you think she should discuss it on her show sorry wait, yeah. i'm interrupting your process sorry. she should no no she should Absolutely. You're not interrupting. You're next. You you got roses and thorns to She apparently reprised her role from Never Been Kissed as a sketch on the Drew Barrymore show. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> uh you said I'm I'm next for Roses and Thorns. Uh yeah. you can be or if you need more time, I can go. No, but you go, one. Chris, because I'm thinking. I mean, I've uh, got so many, but huh? So I'm going to I have multiple roses and multiple thorns. Okay. Um, Rose goes to just the fact that this movie from the start spends as little effort as possible to establish people and who they are. Uh, they like they're like, hey, we need some black guys to smoke weed, make them look Rastafarian. Hey, we need Tight. this girlfriend to be like she's not fun. Make her from New York and have season tickets from the Met. Uh, mm. Just love it. C's, C's get degrees, and that's how this movie approached exposition. Um, <laughs> another rose goes to um, another rose goes to this story, this movie not being afraid to tell, you know, to, <laughs> not being afraid to truly give us a real raw love story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using this gunshot sound effect way too much. Uh, also, uh, uh, thorns go to uh, she was not high. She was white girl wasted. Yeah. I understand this was the 90s. We didn't know weed the way that we do now. 
but, but still. Yeah. Uh, another thorn goes to the fact that she apparently wakes up after being high, rushes to get her stuff to school, but apparently at no point <laughs> looks at looks the, mirror. the mirror. And it, that was honestly that out of, out of all of the logical things, maddest. that was the thing where yeah. I was like, come on. Um, and another thorn goes to where apparently they're like, hey, we need to establish that these high schoolers are mean to the new kids. Let's have these kids tow her car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, out of all things, you've already shown us that kids in high school are capable of pouring soda into an open backpack and yeah. you go with simply a whole ass cruelty. car. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, actually, you know what? And Rose goes to this teacher for, for just being willing to legally put him his life on the line. Okay. In exposing himself, actually, no, that's a thorn. That's a thorn. The thorn goes to the teacher. He's that just preposterous. The whole movie's preposterous. Uh, movie. And then that's it for me. Chris, you texted me last okay. night. You said this movie is wild, and I said, "How so?" Because I hadn't seen it yet. And he, you all caps. No, 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 no. Are no, we no, watching no. the same movie? No, 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 no. I texted you. Yeah, I texted you. This movie is fucking bananas. Yeah, I and then wild. I said, "How so?" And then you said, "How?" Question uh, mark. And then I, in all caps, wrote, "Did we not watch the same movie?" Yeah, because I hadn't watched it yet. But it is fucking bananas. It Lindsay, is. I'm so glad. I'm so, so fucking glad <laughs> that I got you guys to watch it. Like, I can't even explain because I can't even get my husband to rewatch it. Or maybe he was there when I was rewatching it. And we were and I was He's like, so excited. You know, it's like when a cat is on your lap and you're like, shit, I don't want to, they might run away if I make any sudden movements. That was what it was like when I was watching it with my husband. When I was watching it with Nick, he was like, I was like, okay, don't acknowledge what's going on or he's going to (laughs) leave. Um, but he, yeah. Uh, okay. So roses, um, I'm going to say that the roses in it are Molly Shannon. Yes. Good oh, Rosa. Fuck, I forget. So I just, died. just Molly oh, Shannon. Oh right, that sex head scene. She was insane, and it was just very delightful. And I honestly liked that John C. Riley played his role too seriously. Like he, like yeah. knew it was a bad role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he played it as though he was like. Okay, they want me to be the big boss. Like I mm-hmm, can't yeah. see there like being much character work going into it. So those two were roses. In terms of thorns, I would say, I mean, the grooming. It just that was the most cringe <laughs> part. Mm-hmm. What he said to her, the stuff that he, the way he would look at her, their moments when she was still a teenager are haunting yeah. yeah they're they're haunting and like it's i can't get them out of it's fucked it's crazy i can't get them out of my fucking brain so yeah. like it's it's like a yeah i i can't uh what do they call it a, a brain worm a wormhole a worm an ear hole an, an earworm, earworm. 
<laughs> you know what? None of those apply. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Can't get that out of your mind. You like? Okay. I don't know. I don't know why I tried to know a thing. Um, but like, yeah, it um, it, it that that is like probably the biggest thorn. And then the other part that really bothered me was the whole um, her brother and the virgin thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that like that bothered me on a fundamental level. Also, we I I but as a as a rose, I will say that his baseball storyline was <laughs> so funny and stupid. And I know so we didn't stupid. even touch on that, but He's like such a fucking idiot. I did weirdly, I weirdly yes. was like, okay, all right, I'm glad it's all resolved, but can he can he still play baseball? Like, can they just let him no, play baseball? Bro, no. <laughs> The second that he's at practice and somebody's like, thank you for teaching me how to hold the bat different. He was like, yeah, I was like, this is going to end with him as coach. Like, OK, we're good. You know, he's going to find that. Fulfilling. Even then, though, even then, like liter a literal like liability, you know, <laughs> like absolutely. Oh, which is like they were like, oh, well, at least he gets to be coach and we're happy for him. And it's like. You were gonna fuck this virgin. Well, I don't think he was this ever drunk going to. virgin. I don't Who, think like, he was ever. I forget okay. whether it was in the lunch. He was trying to curve. He was trying to curve. Where when he her. walks away, she immediately lifts up her leg to do a gymnastics thing for no okay. goddamn reason. No, she knows I'll what tell reason you that. With my, I do that with my leg just on instinct because of like yoga and stretching and mm-hmm. so I'll do that and every single time I get the vision of this movie and like <laughs> that's like the thing that comes into my brain so like anytime <laughs> any it's to the point where like I will it's like a joke where I'll just be like like and Nick is like stop yeah stop <laughs> referencing this movie and I'm yeah. like no it's so funny because she did it like it was the hottest thing mm-hmm. you've ever seen and it was uncomfortable yes also, how so she introduced weird. herself she was like hi i'm so and so i'm 16 and i I'm do gymnastics junior. like and i can what? put my ha- i can put my foot behind my back didn't she say she was like i can put my leg behind my neck something like that know. yeah i don't remember that but i will say there was that whole conversation with her and David Arquette where she's like, yeah, the imagine working at that shop the whole time. Like, what if you don't make it baseball? Like, that's a good after school job. Like, but what do you what are your aspirations beyond that? And you're like, yo, get his ass. Also, also has. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Go, 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 go. Because I'm going to talk about something that- different the continuity where it's like they live in the same town. They live in the same town and he works at a store in town. Nobody's ever been to the Tiki Hut or whatever it's called. No one's ever been there. No one's ever been there. No it's teachers, a post office. No it's like a weird Tiki post office. Uh-huh. It's the dumbest. Yeah, it's, great. it's such tiki a 90s post- thing to weirdly combine the dumbest things you'll never think of. Yeah. Literally nobody has ever seen him or her in this town that they all live in. Because yeah. it's the suburbs of Chicago, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, shit, anyway. I didn't even think about that. Well, oh, anyway. 
one thing I was uh I forgot to mention this earlier was when uh it maybe maybe I no, I feel like we didn't talk about this when Molly Shannon just surprisingly teaches sex ed. No, we bet. Oh no, we my didn't. god. That is the just, scene where she's like, I think I'm ready to have sex with the guy I like. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just the fact that the uh fucking like she shows up at the door and then the the fucking the teacher, I forget, Sam is just like, Oh, you must be the sex Sam ed for teacher. The sex talk. And oh, and he was like, like, You like must be here for the sex talk. Forward. And she's like, Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. Yo, you're in a school and someone says sex talk and your first thought is this man wants to fuck me. (laughs) And she goes through with teaching the class. Like, what the fuck? What are you really doing there? You know, well, it's like, I mean, sex ed is a joke, baby. Don't we all know it? That's very true. Anyway. There was that one joke about they... picking up the banana and being like every man's dream, huh? You know what I mean? And like, oh yeah, I remember that, that part. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think that does it for the episode, guys. I think uh, we've touched on everything we Fair. we could, and if we've gone for a little while, um, Lindsay, you want to tell everybody where to find you, and what to what to check out? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay Adams is popular, and on TikTok. Um, at Lindsay Adams is popular and I post croissant reviews and I am going to Tokyo next week so you will see some Tokyo croissant reviews if you follow and then um, I I also post stand up clips and they're not good so you should watch them Well, what about the show you run in LA you want to tell people where oh yes I I run a show in LA uh, every Saturday at seven o'clock called uh, good heroin at stories in echo park. It's free. You should come out. Chris did it when he was in town. Yeah. I was just about to say good show. Thank you so much for having me. Such a good time. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. You had, you had big goods for all of us. And I I had to question if my lactose was going to allow me to have the pop tart one you made, but everything was fine. I didn't have any issues. We were good. Thank God. Truly. I was worried. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you seem worried. You see, you seemed. I'm glad. I, I'm glad we could make you feel easy. I was, I was pressed. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Chris, yes, what about you? What do you got? Uh, what do I got? Uh, so first and foremost, you can follow your boy at, at Chris Mejia Comedy on TikTok and Instagram, and then at Topher Mejia on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, follow me on Twitch. Uh, I'm. Getting close to becoming Twitch affiliate, whatever the fuck Ooh. that means. Uh, so I've been having fun doing a lot of streams. Uh, last stream we, uh, I did. I, I on stream uh, learned about the history of sex.com, which is way more fascinating than you think. Um, but yeah. Oh, also shows wise, uh, while I have a bunch of shows coming up, the one that I think I should probably focus on Promoting is when I'm going to be uh, your boy's going to be headlining the hereafter here in Seattle on yeah. October 26th. Come through to that. Uh, I'm super excited, but also incredibly nervous because I want to sell. I want to sell the room and I sell it I out. Uh, so yeah. please, please come to that. Uh, and then also first week in November, your boy's going to be at the altercation comedy festival 
in Austin. Yeah. So come out for that as well. But if you live in Seattle, please buy tickets to see me headline in Seattle. Um, please do. And Mikey, sweetie, baby, honey, my lover, where can people find you? Well, you can keep listening to We Didn't Get a Rose, where you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, We Didn't Get a Rose. And uh, you can check out my Instagram and Twitter while you're there at Mike Rosa, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Blue Sky Threads, all that stuff. But I'm mainly active on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch me uh, in Rochester, New York. I'm going to be doing a charity uh, performance. I'm uh, headlining a show for uh, Commander Sealed uh, during a Magic the Gathering conference where we're playing a Magic the Gathering and also raising funds for a trans lifeline and the Trevor Project. So come out to that show. I'm doing a half hour uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, raising funds for a good cause. For um, You can also catch me in Montreal and surrounding areas with Zach Toscani, who's coming to town uh, in early October. <gasps> yeah. I love Zach. I'm excited. This is going to be the first time I meet him in real life. So uh, I'm excited oh, to do it. We got like such a fucking delay. Exactly. And so we're going to I'm going to get to do like four shows with him. One Montreal, uh, uh, one in Ottawa. We're doing one in Howick and then we have a day off. But if we can find a spot somewhere else, we'll do that. Uh, so check that out. And then also come see me at Fest in Gainesville, Florida. I'll be doing spots at Fest uh, at the comedy venue. And I'm going to be seeing a shit ton of bands and screaming along with them. And if we're looking far out to December, in December, you could catch me and Dave Ross and Ismail Lutfi and Elspeth Wright and Mary Kringles and uh, Lauren Mallory at Stand Up St. Henry in uh, at the Montreal Improv at Le Basement, uh, December 5th, I believe. So get your tickets for that. We're posting that link very soon, probably this week. So by the time you hear this, you'll be able to get those tickets. So make sure you come see us live. Make sure you support us online. Thank you so much for listening to the new iteration of the podcast. We love you so, so much. Have a good day and check this out. We got a theme song at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't want to change the name.